poll data poll data for gary johnson we got to go over a little bit of that something else i need to go over take a look at william weld kind of catching flack for something he said on guns we're gonna actually dive into that and i'm gonna counterpoint it with what gary johnson has said the you know the guy that's leading the ticket yeah also facebook memes they're starting to piss me off uh when it comes to current events this one has to do with an Olympian. We're going to dive into that one. Also, is Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week returning? It's been months since I've done that. Who knows? You're going to have to stay tuned for that. All that and much, much more coming up. This is FritzCast. It is FritzCast. It is Monday, August 15th. It is mid-August, ladies and gentlemen. Almost September. My, how the summer has just flown on by. It has been hotter than the fires of Hades here in Delaware uh, for the past week. I mean, literally, you would wake up, go outside, even if it was 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, you would open the door from your house, and you'd be greeted by hellfire. It was ridiculous. Every day. Uh, thankfully, I think a couple weeks ago I told you there seemed like my AC was uh, was dying or whatever. No, not the case. I had, uh, had a contractor come out, and he took a look at it. He was the same guy that actually recharged my system back in May. And it turns out now, uh, it hasn't leaked any coolant, uh, nothing like that, uh, but he went up and checked out my ductwork and said, hey, um, yeah, your, your pipes that feed out of the system and feed into the system, they don't have insulation wrapped around them. Hmm. Hmm. Being a first-time anything kind of sucks sometimes, unless you have somebody very knowledgeable with you, and the sad part is, me and my wife had... And, and, and are in contact with, you know, occasionally people that are in the know. People that could have walked through, looked at this shit, and gone, hey, that's something wrong. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. That, this house doesn't have all that many problems. But we've, we've run into some, I guess you could say, cutting corners, uh, slipshod work. And so... It, you know, it's really cheap to fix. It just takes us and labor to do it. And so, I mean, this guy came in and he said, look, I would wrap the insulation and do it all for you, but I have to charge X, Y, Z for that. And I don't want to do that for you. I'll just tell you, this is the stuff that you need to buy. And doing this is really easy. You just wrap this around the pipe and buy some, some tape and tape it down to the other ductwork and seal it off. And it's real easy. And he gave us material that we needed and, you know, roughly estimated, like, how much we would need to spend for that, and said, hey, you know, he cut even cut down his rate, so that's not bad at all, right? I don't think so. I took it as a win myself. My wife, eh, I think she took it out as a win, too. You got to take the little things in life like that that, uh, that work out for your favor. So as per Monday usual... It's like it's 9 o'clock, 9.15 right now as I'm recording this. Record it later now. Uh, went out and did my walk. Lots of construction going on on the road that I have to walk down to get to 
the the recreation park and walk the trail there there so my five mile walks have kind of been jumbled i kind of take i kind of take a lap around my neighborhood and i take it kind of as a warm-up almost i i i just kind of jog and fast walk intermittently you know i dive between the two and once i go all the way around the neighborhood i hop into my car i go over to the rec park and then i walk the trail there and mix in some jogging too Except now it's more towards the jogging because uh, I finally got over all my ailments, sort of. The only thing I got now is endurance to build on. Before, when I run, it would be like shin splints. It'd be like everything would go wrong. Like my legs would flare up. My feet would want to die. And in general, the idea of jumping off a bridge didn't seem like a bad idea in the middle of it. That's, that's the only way I can put it. I hope that's not offensive to anybody. But that's, that's how I felt. Now I feel like really good and I just want to keep pushing the limits. So hopefully, you know, hopefully I keep this trend up and I can keep building up endurance and, and seeing good results. And, you know, my eating was kind of out of whack this week uh, because, you know, my wife wanted to get pizza one night. And so I still have pizza sitting in the fridge that I'm trying to get rid of while not pigging out on it. So, but that's a good thing. I don't really pig out anymore. I don't have cheat days, so to say. I mean, everybody, you, you still get cheat days. You still have stuff like that pop up. I still have like $30 in Red Lobster gift cards sitting in my wallet. You think I'm going to toss that out? No. I'm going to Red Lobster. I'm getting some cheddar biscuits. Actually, I'm getting a lot of cheddar biscuits. I don't care. You can't judge me. If I go out and walk five miles almost every day, and mix it with running. I deserve some goddamn cheddar biscuits. Without your judgment. It's a shame on you. I know somewhere in the Bible it says you're not supposed to judge. Somewhere between It's somewhere between Genesis and Revelations. It's one of those books. I don't know. Look it up or Google it. It's not my job to spiritually educate you. All right? I did four years of Mormon seminary. Two of those years were split between Old Testament and New Testament Bible, King James Version. All right, so you can just shut up, you and your goddamn judgmental ways. And uh, I'm almost finished uh, the Dresden Files book I was reading. Uh, I kind of like hit the ground with it when I was on Beach Week a couple weeks ago. Uh, because I was trying to stay off, like there was no, I wasn't watching TV, wasn't watching movies, did have my phone, but I was even trying to cut back on the phone usage too, uh, so I have a couple chapters left in that book, I'd probably be done it if I, if I wasn't on my Xbox this past week, I finished my homework rather early, and uh, so I was spending like maybe an hour every other day playing Xbox I'm almost finished this game called Quantum Break. I think I mentioned it, but if I mentioned it, it was like it was eons ago. It was like a, it was like closer to the beginning of this podcast when I got that game. Quantum Break is is an amazing game for the concept of it because it is a video game slash TV show. If that makes any sense, let me explain it. You're playing the video game, right? You dive into the video game. Video games nowadays are very cinematic and story-based. Some of them are, anyway. That's Quantum Break. You go in, you play it, and you're playing as, you know, the hero, the the, the good guy, quote-unquote. And 
you play as him, then there's these break points in the game where you play as the bad guy. And you get to see, the bad guy can see into the future. Uh, he can see the consequences of two choices. So you're presented with two choices. You get the opportunity to see how both of them will play out, and then you choose which one you want. After you choose which one you want, the game then kind of pauses and goes into like a 25-minute long television episode of the storyline, live action. So while you're playing the game, there's cinematic stuff that is with the video game graphics, and the graphics are amazing. The graphics are, are truly amazing in video games today if you haven't played video games today you'll be blown away because it's so realistic and lifelike. So there's there's these scenes where it's the video game graphics that are playing out, but it's motion captured, so it's to the, the right facial animations and all that, so everything flows perfectly. But then when it goes into these TV episodes, it's the live-action real actors. And they got real actors to be in this video game. They have Sean Ashmore, who's played in the X-Men movies before... Uh, he plays Jack Joyce, your main protagonist. You have uh, Dominic Monaghan playing Jack's brother, and they actually look like they're related in real life, even though they're different people. Uh, Aiden Gillen. You might know him from TV shows like The Wire. Uh, he was in The Dark Knight Rises. He was in... Um, the other thing he was in is Game of Thrones. He is... Baelish in Game of Thrones. Aiden Gillen plays the bad guy, and he plays a damn good bad guy in, in at almost anything. So Aiden Gillen plays uh, the, the, the main villain in this video game. Uh, they have other, other, you know, they're lesser known people, but they're still, they're recognizable faces. You'll see them, and you'll think, wow. And these are the same guys that made Alan Wake. I loved Alan Wake. Very Another very cinematic game of sorts. Maybe by the time I'm finished, I'll probably be finished by next week. If I, if I play maybe an hour a day this week or every other day this week, I'll finish it off. Maybe I'll actually give a review of it. I don't want to spoil it or, or dive into anything too deep without knowing how this game ends. Because I hate when the ending sucks. Like you get to the end and you're like, right, really? That was lackluster. So I won't dive into that. But that's, the, that's been my week this past week. It's been split between homework, reading Dresden Files, and playing Quantum Break. So there's that for you. Now the first thing I'm going to dive into is the whole memes thing. I'm starting to hate memes when it comes to politics, when it comes to news, and when it comes to what you should be outraged over. Like, I love memes. My phone is, is chock full of memes. Ask any of my friends who I task, text or email. I have memes for days. Memes for anything. Sometimes they're funny. They're goofy little things that you can get into. When you want to talk about serious discussion stuff, uh, memes not not so good. Not so good for you know intelligently communicating your ideas. Okay. As I stated last week or two weeks ago, when I, whenever I talked about the goddamn Olympics, nobody cares about the Olympics. Number one, the Olympics should go die. Because people talk about, oh, well, when the Olympics goes to these towns, it's it's big boost for the economy for those places. And no, it's not. No, it's not. Just look up what these towns look like 
years later after the Olympics because they're ghost towns, they're broken down, beaten up, and just generally crap all around. The Olympics doesn't boost anybody's economy. And honestly, I mean, honestly, does anybody care? Does anybody care? Aside from th- there was a point this week where apparently it, it, it became count time. I'm talking about work now. It became count time and all the inmates had to go lock into their rooms. And they were taking their sweet-ass time doing it, so we shut the TV off, and the Olympics was on. And they all grunted and groaned because they were watching the swimming relays. Nobody cares about that! They, they didn't care about the swimming relays. They were mad because they were betting, and they couldn't figure out who the winner was, so nobody knew who owed who what. That was it. They don't care about the Olympics. It was just junk to have on and bet over. Is that is that a narrow point of view? I don't know. Never mind. Moving on. So, it was the U.S. women's gymnastic team. They just captured the gold. The national anthem is playing. All the women there are lined up with their hand over their heart, except for one Gabby Douglas. And the social media went nuts. And probably more than 90% of the social media reaction to it are people who weren't even watching the Olympics. They just saw the picture because the news reported it and, or, or, or the news shared it. Somebody shared it and they saw it and they said, how disrespectful. I didn't see this until somebody posted it and they posted it as a meme that said, what's beautiful about this is the fact that she has the freedom to not put her hand over the heart during the national anthem. And what's really funny about that is anybody posting that, to say, oh, she has the right to do it, are the same people that say that Donald Trump doesn't have a right to stand up behind a podium and say the stupid crap he says every day. There's a double standard. There's a double standard when it comes to this crap. Absolutely, there's a double standard. Now here, Gabby Douglas, for whatever reason, she actually stated, and if you read any any news article on it, she says, uh, I stand at attention during the national anthem. I've never put my hand over my heart, you know. Um... In fact, here's the here's the exact Twitter post she put. She said, in response to a few tweets I saw tonight, I always stand at attention out of respect for our country whenever the national anthem is played. I never meant any disrespect, and I apologize if I offended anyone. I'm so overwhelmed at what our team accomplished today and overjoyed that we were able to bring home gold for the country. Honestly speaking, I mean, honestly, I thought it was basic knowledge that it's, you know, common respect, put your hand over your heart, have some pride in your nation, and, and, you know, that's what you do during the National Anthem. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. Now, whether or not she had an angle to do it, or she's just not, she just doesn't know the the common respect of it, I I don't know. I mean, everybody who was flocking to Twitter is probably the same people who were like, think that the Pledge of Allegiance still is recited every day in the same manner, and that everybody's made to do it the same way. Which, it's not. Which, we're not even debating that. That... That's a secondary debate. We can debate the Pledge of Allegiance all we want, including the One Nation Under God bit, but we're not talking about that right now. We're just talking about that somebody didn't do it. Now, this is the way I see it. This is the way, and and this is all I'm going to talk about it because it's ridiculous to talk anymore about it. National Anthem's played. um, If you love your country, if you really respect your country, proper protocols put your hand over your heart. That, that that's what it is to me. If you don't want to do it, it's whatever. It's I don't I don't care. 
I don't take it personally. And no, if I if I had ser- if I was serving in our nation's military, I still wouldn't take it personally. You have the right to do whatever the hell you want. If I'm going as far as to dictate what you should do and shouldn't do in in terms of that that minuscule, that that small of a thing, I don't believe in that. I I don't believe in that. So, to me, proper thing to do is put your hand over your heart. If you don't, it's whatever. I don't care. I do not care. But anybody saying that she shouldn't catch flack for it, this is uh, this is this this little world we're living in. Um, you know, um, everybody's allowed to have an opinion. Uh, the social media, you're allowed to say whatever the hell you want. Uh, you know, to a degree, obviously. You know, you can't go around making death threats and terroristic. Remarks and shit like that, but uh, you know, if you want to be mad that she didn't put her hand over her heart, uh, you know, I mean, how petty can we get? How petty can we get to the point where somebody can be mad that she didn't have her hand over her heart, but somebody's gonna be, you know, that person that says, "How dare you judge?" Oh my god! First, oh my god! Oh my god! I think I need a safe space. I think I need a safe space. I think my home actually is my safe space where I can just blot out the nonsense. You know what I mean? But in the real world, there is no safe spaces. I hope everybody realizes that. Millennials, my generation, it is my generation. I am a millennial. Um, If you're one of those millennials who think that, you know, Free speech should be controlled. I don't think you understand the concept of free speech. Might need to brush up a bit. Safe spaces at colleges, for example, if it's a public spot. Sorry, there's no safe spaces. Get over it. If you're going to get offended by words, stay the hell home. So that's Gabby, Doug- that's Gabby Douglas. You be the judge. I don't really care. I really do not care. There's bigger problems in this world than a, a U.S. female Olympian who just won a gold medal not putting her hand over her heart during the you know the national anthem. It's not like she sat there with a sour look on her face or threw up the bird. Okay. I, I get people are you know disrespectful. I'm I'm just done. I'm done talking about it. Let's move on. Now, I want to talk Gary Johnson and his poll numbers before I dive into his VP, William Weld, uh, because there's some counterpoints to that story. Uh, Inquisitor and Reason Magazine, both reporting that uh, in battleground states especially, Johnson's numbers are on the up and up. They're still lower, but they're on the up and up, which is kind of promising. Uh, Let me read some of this article for you. Uh... According to Reason, Johnson is starting to see a steady uptick in popularity. In Virginia, for example, Johnson was at 10% in July, but has increased to 12% in August. In the state of Colorado, Johnson is already at the magical 15%, the key number. Johnson needs an overall 15% in order to be permitted to take part in the upcoming debates. According to The Guardian, the former governor of New Mexico seems to think 
that he has a real shot at taking away major votes from Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Although there are two other people currently running third-party campaigns, Jill Steen, Green Party, and Evan McMullen, who popped up out of nowhere to run against Trump, and that, that in and of itself... I'll sidebar that in a minute. Let me finish the rest of the article. Quote, uh, the focus seems to be on Johnson, and his name is being thrown around a lot more these days. End quote. Uh, Evan McMullen is a guy that, that threw his name in as an independent kind of, you know, to run against Trump, except it's such, it's such desperation moves. Uh, you know, the GOP, th- this is the funny thing. If we look back over the whole electoral process, the whole primary process. It's funny. People will say, well, the voice of the people spoke and Donald Trump won. Donald Trump never got more than about 30% of the vote. So to say that he is the voice of the Republican or the GOP party is insanity because it's not. Uh, there was this fringe of Republicans that have been so pissed off that things haven't gone their way and their way isn't even necessarily the right way to go. They're so pissed off, they picked the guy that was loud, bombastic, and pandered to them, which is Donald Trump. I don't, you know, I'm starting to think that Donald Trump doesn't even say what's on his mind anymore. He just says, he just, he opens his mouth, whatever spews out and sticks, that's what, that's what works for him. Because people who don't even people who don't even really agree with with him and what he wants, they get behind him because they're like, well, he just gets up there and says what he what he believes, and he's truthful and honest, and that is so that is such uh, that is such crap, such crap. Are you serious? The sad part about it is that there was some there, there were some good candidates hidden in there. And people say, well, you know, well, why didn't they rise to the ranks? Because they didn't have this 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 appeal. They didn't have they didn't have that draw. They weren't willing to say whatever whatever crappy thing they wanted to say to make people go, Oh, I like this guy. They weren't, you know. I always bring up Rand Paul. Rand Paul should have been the choice, people. Rand Paul should have been the guy. Yes, he has flaws, yes, he's not perfect. He should have been the guy, though. He should have been the guy. Okay, he was level-headed. He presented good arguments. He backed the Constitution. All his arguments came from a constitutional level. I mean, yes, Rand Paul's no full-blown libertarian, but his libertarian-ish fits the bill. I, I would argue that Rand Paul and his libertarian-ish ways fit more in line with these independent Americans than even Gary Johnson does. There's some hang-ups with Rand Paul, like in terms of religious liberties, social stances. That's that's the hang-ups on Rand Paul, or the people that are a little reserved on Rand Paul. But for the most part, even people who didn't agree with him, even people who didn't agree with what Rand Paul stands for, would say he's the only sensible one up there on the debate stage. And that's not what the Republican Party wanted. That, that's not what the Republican voters wanted, apparently. They didn't want somebody who was up there logical, 
and not being so ridiculous. I mean, Rand Paul got his jabs in on Donald Trump, on Ted Cruz, on Chris Christie, but at the end of the day, he was he was sensible when he was talking about the issues. He was talking about the issues, and it just didn't appeal. So all throughout this election process, you've had the buffoon stealing the spotlight, saying every stupid little thing, mocking people, being a child, being just a big friggin' baby. And that's what the GOP pulled up. And GOP voters, I hope you realize um, the poll data isn't looking very good for Donald Trump, even without Gary Johnson in that mix. It was never looking good for Trump. I mean, there's talk right now, the GOP is scrambling right now because there's talk about how the GOP might be dead after this. And it very well may be. You should have picked somebody who could have held up. But you didn't. And you're going to have to live with that. You're going to have to live with the consequences of that. Hopefully, Donald Trump hasn't done irreparable damage. To the party. And yeah, if you want to talk candidly about it, you better start because not one poll has showed that he's ahead. And it has nothing to do with voter fraud or any of that nonsense. Read a damn book. This is propaganda 101. Every time he gets up there screaming about, it's going to be rigged, it's going to be rigged, it's going to be rigged. It's the same thing that I criticized President Obama for doing. And his administration for getting up there while ISIS isn't getting stronger. ISIS isn't getting stronger. ISIS isn't getting stronger. You say it enough times, and the main body of people just believe it. They won't look it up. They won't read about it. They won't research it. They'll just believe it. So you keep saying it. You keep saying voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud, and some dumbass is going to get angry enough and do something stupid. Oh. My. God, it has been forever since I heard this damn siren. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week. Hillary wants to abolish, essentially abolish, the Second Amendment. By the way, and if she gets to pick, if she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is, I don't know. But Now again, let's, let, let's be logical about this. To say that Donald Trump was calling for the assassination of Hillary Clinton, don't be ridiculous. Just don't be ridiculous. It's stupid. That is very stupid. But what was Donald Trump's angle with it? Donald Trump, to, to me, it, it, it seems like he, he decides to crack the joke that isn't even really funny. Like he's trying to be funny or he's attempting to make a joke. And then he just he falls flat. It comes out like that. He doesn't know how to deliver a punchline. Let, let, I mean, come on. He doesn't. But, I mean, for the people, there's like these Donald, there's these Trumpies that vehemently defend every little stupid thing he says. And they say, that's not what he meant. He's talking about the Second Amendment movement. We have, we have the opportunity to step up and vote and stop Hillary Clinton. Well, that's, that's not how he said it. 
That's that's not how he said it. And sorry, but we have to take everything Donald Trump says with a grain of salt. This is a man who has said at his rallies, beat the shit out of that protester. Uh, t- take him out of here, throw him out in the cold, and take his coat. Uh, threat- he's told his people to use violence against protesters. So why wouldn't he mean use violence against Hillary Clinton? What what exactly do you mean by, well, the Second Amendment people, maybe there is, I don't know. Like, that, that clearly was just him being stupid. Being dumb. Anybody supporting Donald Trump, please, please, please make the argument to me right now that he's just not in it to bomb so that Hillary wins. Because right now, that theory's looking pretty damn good. It's looking pretty damn good. He's gotten favors out of the Clintons. Maybe it was time for him to pay up an O. And he's taken a loss because he doesn't really care about being president. He just cares about the exposure. I'm really starting to buy that conspiracy theory. I'm really starting to think there's some validity to this whole Donald Trump was running and took it over and is bombing on purpose. It, it It's starting to make sense. I'm, I'm serious. Objectively look at it and tell me that that's not what's going on. It's so hard to to not see it that way. So hard not to see it that way. And for those of you wondering why his Obama-created ISIS comment isn't part of the ridiculous statement of the week, it's because, eh, I don't want to touch that. Uh, If you really want to get into ISIS, I'm all for the... I'm, I'm, I'm at this point... I'm not, I don't even want to talk about it. There's no way to really prevent that unless we just didn't get involved in the Middle East at all. And then when you bring up that, people start, you know, saying you're pansy and you don't want to deal with the the issue when it has nothing to do with us anyway. But that's me. On to William Weld and his uh, baffling gun comments. Uh, guns.com posted this. It's an interview with Revolt to Vote. That happened, when did it happen? Like all good things, it doesn't have a date of when this when this interview even took place. But it's been it's recent, so listen to the comments and then we'll talk. You know, uh, the, the five shot ri- rifle that's a standard military rifle. The problem is if you attach a clip to it, so it can fire more shells, and uh, if you remove the pin, so that it becomes an automatic weapon. And those are independent uh, criminal offenses. That that's when they become essentially a weapon of uh, mass destruction. The problem of handguns is probably even worse than the problem of uh, the AR, AR-15. Now, on top of that, one of his things, one of the, he says one of the solutions is to, you know, definitely ban anybody on the terror watch list from, from owning a gun. And that brings up a lot of controversy, especially with, especially with libertarians. But I got to implore, this, the, the, the second town hall that was on CNN, which was about uh, two weeks ago, it was published on to YouTube on August 3rd. Listen to Gary Johnson's response to a question about being able to purchase weapons. Because remember, Gary Johnson's leading this ticket. Gary Johnson's the man. William Weld is the VP. And he has some good ideas or some good approaches to towards the the gun control issue. Just listen to this response. This is This is what I'm talking about. Uh, my question is, do you think that civilians in the United States should be allowed to purchase and own semi-automatic weapons like AK-47s or AR-15s? 
Well, right now, that is a category of weapon that um, encompasses 30 million uh, weapons, uh, semi-automatic. Uh, that's 30 million rifles. So let's just say we passed a law that outlawed semi-automatic rifles. Uh, I think you'd have maybe half of those rifles turned in, and the other half would be 15 million of those rifles would be owned by law-abiding citizens that are now going to become criminals. I just... Um, I, I think it's a misunderstood issue. We don't, we don't, there are no automatic rifles currently allowed for sale. That went away decades ago. So no change in the sale of semi-automatics. AR-15s should still be made available. Well, AR-15 is a class of weapon of which 30 million, there are 30 million semi-automatic rifles. So no change. Right. Okay. And boom. Gary Johnson says no change. Who's leading the ticket? Who's calling all the shots? Gary Johnson is. William Weld's stance is a little baffling. I don't I don't know how you work together team gov uh, when Gary says that and then Weld says that, but who's leading the ticket? Gary Johnson is. If you're not comfortable with that answer, I don't know what to tell you. It's a wrap, guys. I'm going to end it for today. Um... I thought about talking about the Milwaukee situation. Um, that was a black officer who shot a 23-year-old black male uh, who the reports are the handgun that the black male had, along with 500 rounds of ammunition, were stolen during a burglar, burglary in, uh, in March. But there's, there's these protests and there's this madness going on and it's... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, this was caught on a body cam. It was a black officer on a black male. But it doesn't matter. It, it, if, if the body cam reveals that it was a perfectly justified scenario, these people will not be satisfied. And it's those, it's those crazy, insane people who riot, loot, protest, whatever. The people that want attention. I, I don't know what the solution is. But if you want the National Guard in there, if you want martial law, if you want to really see what oppression is... Keep that up, and I guess you'll figure it out. That's all I got to say about that. Thanks for listening this week. Like, share, uh, comment, all, all that good stuff. I appreciate you. I love you all. Let's keep, the, uh, let's keep on the up and up. Let's keep sharing and promoting positive stories. See you all next week.